0: The Production Expert Podcast is brought to you with the kind support of Arturia, Avid, Source Elements, and RSBE Audio Solutions.
1: Welcome to the Production Expert Podcast. I'm Julian Rogers, and in this week's edition, I'm John Machia and Steve DeMart. We're going to be discussing the things we loved in September. Um... September. This stuff happened. Um, some of it was mm. quite exciting. Um, I'm. We, we have a short list that we can stick to or ignore at our own discretion, but we should start with... Uh, well, I, I I'm. I'm tell you what, I'm going to hand over to Steve. And Steve, do you want to pick something off the list that isn't the thing that you've got as your... You know the one I'm saying. Yeah, something else off the list.
2: <laughs> um, why don't we start what w- with we were just mentioning before we came in, uh the export selection feature in the new Oh okay.
1: All right. So so yeah, okay. Uh fill us in. Explain explain to anyone who hasn't seen it what it is, Steve.
2: So anyone who's worked on long form recording knows that, you know, you you let you let it run for however long if you're doing uh whatever it happens to be. And then you're stuck with this session that has multiple you know, mini sessions in them, and you have to make a copy, go in, edit all this stuff that you don't want out, move it back to, you know, wherever you want it to start in the timeline, and do that ad nauseum until you've finished, you know, going through every single, whether it's you did a a classical recording and you have to do every movement separately or or, uh, you just did a live album recording and you have to cut every track. Now you can just go in make a selection and export it as a new session
3: Honey. and boom
2: it's super handy and you can do like a half a day's of work mm. of work in a, like a half hour
1: so this is this is nothing to do with uh shenanigans in with exports uh, import session data this is from the file menu
2: yeah you make a timeline selection mm. and it it saves you if you so if you do any long form recording uh, which I do quite a bit of it's it's a time saver that just you get half a day of work in where you would normally just spend it managing files.
1: So what you've been using
2: it for? Well, I do a lot of live recording, and in that live recording, then we need to cut out every track and mix it separately for whether it's going to be a separate release or you know to an EP or an LP or whatever we're putting together so like I said that was my process before is you do the whole recording so you have an hour of re- of a recording that has maybe nine tracks in it
1: mm-hmm.
2: so you make nine copies of your session <laughs> you go in yeah. you, and you're clipping everything else out that you don't need in each one and saving it as you know song title whatever now I could just go in make a selection send that send that and then I get you know it does that in a half hour versus half a day sure
1: and it's it's like it's each one isn't that much of a big deal but multiply it by however many i I get it completely mm.
2: yeah you multiply that by like doing 10 12 mm-hmm. and and making sure that you not only making sure that you know you're cutting in the right place but you didn't nudge anything out of time or anything like that
3: do you ever wish that you had that sooner
2: <laughs> yes i could have used that years ago
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: I can imagine.
1: I, I know what you mean. I mean, this is... I mean, just for, like, studio tracking, um, I've seen so many people do that thing about, oh, just keep going down the timeline. Like, no, don't do that. And, I mean, my... I, I've been quite strict about this stuff in the past and kind of, you know, given lots of people disapproving stares when, you know, <laughs> they should be, you know, creating a new playlist across all tracks and keeping it from there and, and then saving out. Because um, there's nothing like a corrupted... Uh, pro Tools session to really spoil your day if it's kind of not just one track but it's like everything you've done so you yeah. need to it makes it makes things hard work doesn't it no this it is this is definitely does. one of those things that should have been there a while ago wasn't it i,
2: I think so i mean it's one of those light bulb moments it's like how did no one think of this you know 10 years ago yeah mm. and
3: half a day is a long time to be saving yes and know? then
2: you know double checking and making sure you got everything and like I said, so many times you accidentally nudge something and you're like, oh, man, why, why, why is the snare half a beat ahead? Oh,
1: and my you know,
2: goodness, yeah. like, okay, nudge that back and, you know. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, when there's a big release like that, the, the big headline-grabbing feature does tend to crowd out some of the other stuff. So, yeah, good call, mm. Steve. Um, speaking of headline-grabbing features, um, Shay, you've been trying out Pro Tools Sketch.
3: I have, mm. yes, um, for iPad mostly. Okay. which is, um, yeah. I how did it you get pretty, on? <laughs> I mean, at first I thought, what is this? This is completely different to how I'm used to. But it, well, because it, it was
1: in Pro Tools, not in Logic. Well, I mean. <laughs> exactly,
3: exactly. But the layout is sort of your typical DAW layout, other than the fact that they have scenes um, and the arrangement window is right at the top where you can sort of drag and drop the scenes into. Um, but yeah, you can get a lot done. It's very easy. It's sort of very uh, intuitive. Okay. As well, once you get the hang of it, um, yeah. There's there's a couple of things that I would like to to potentially change. Um, for example, they've got uh, Play Cell, which is a sampler, um, and that's pretty good. But they don't have many presets at the moment, um, and Synth Cell as well, which is you know decent. is good enough for sort of getting ideas down but it would be good if they have and i think they will have um more sort of presets in the future because it's very sort of early stages i
1: mean just just more more choice in yeah i think you can guarantee that ever wondered what it's like to mix an entire album for kanye or layering vocals for chris brown join your hosts cash and g every fortnight as we sit down with some of your favorite artists producers and engineers to talk everything music brought to you by avid pro tools that sounds great something that's good about um, about PlayCell like that is that it is early days with PlayCell. Yeah, but unlike, for example, I mean, Steve, uh, expand, well, expand two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is I mean, we've we've got a lot of mileage out of that thing, and yes, uh, and I, I I I like it. You know, I mean, there's some stuff I wouldn't go near for it, obviously, but there's loads of really good usable sounds in there. I'm going to say, but are, yeah. It is what it is, and it's never changed. The content is the content, and there's nothing else you can do with it. PlayCell can be. Expanded upon by avid and already mm. in the most recent Sonic Drop they brought out is kind of like a light-hearted one. It's Purcell, which was a a thing about noises that cats like. But the point okay. is, yeah, the point that particular content isn't the point. The point is that it's you know a stock rompler, if you like, that that can get content updates. So I, I think we will see that. Something yeah. that I'd like to see though is, I mean. I, I went, okay, the cell instruments, I can see how this, why they've done that because that was a new thing that they sorted out there. I mean, that began, you know, a little while ago. But um, synth cell, okay, but groove cell was the one that I kind of thought was the best and that's not in there. And right? it's not I,
3: in there. I don't know why. Why you do you know? think that is? You don't know? No,
1: mm. no idea because it's kind of like, you know, if you're making beats, then put, put the thing that makes beats in there. So, you know, hopefully that's coming. I, I don't yeah. know if there's any kind of reason why that can't happen. But
3: I mean, I sort of create beats a lot. And often I just open, you know, with Logic. I open a, a Logic project and then I come up with an idea and then I get bored and then I sort of move on to another idea mm. in the same project. So I like the, what they've done with the scenes because it sort of allows you to do that within, you know, the, the sketch. So they're sort of getting into yeah. the mind of creative sort of beat makers that maybe don't settle on a typical linear idea to begin with, and we're just sort of playing around with mm. with sounds. Um, so I think that's cool. And the way that it integrates as well with the Pro Tools sessions, that's very, very cool.
1: I preferred it using it in Pro Tools because I just, I don't like creation apps on mm. iPads. It's the, it's the touchscreen interface. It's nothing to do with what they've done. It's the device it's on. Some people have find them very easy to get on with. I've never been a fan of uh, It
3: can be a bit fiddly. I think mm. it's a sort of selecting some of the tracks and then sort of dropping. Occasionally it can get fiddly, but I think once you get the hang of it, mm. it's not too bad. Things like um, time stretch is pretty easy as well and zooming in and out. That's and true. Yeah, I can get yep. quite quite a bit done with it. Um, one thing that I wish they would change and hopefully they will soon as well is the when you drag and drop from the sketch into Pro Tools, it actually renders into audio. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, you'd like it to 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 stay, to as stay MIDI in, if it is yeah, MIDI. Yeah,
3: I think that point. would be really really cool. Um, but other than that, I think it's I think it's great. Mind you, I mean, you
1: could uh, if it's something that reasonably simple, then you you can do audio to MIDI and and turn it back into which I know you shouldn't have to do, but there is mm. there is a way back if you. Um, uh, but no, a good point about that. I mean, I've I've played with it, but I think you've done more with it now than I have.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the idea of being able to just go out with my iPad basically, hmm. and not have to take my laptop with me everywhere. And and like um, we were discussing last week, I think, with i iLocks and things like that, this just works as an application yeah. on, on the iPad. Very true, so.
1: very true. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And okay.
2: it's it's a great way to just put ideas together. If you exactly. have disparate ideas, you can start to assemble them. It reminds me a lot of um, a feature that's been in Digital Performer forever, which is called the song uh, window, which allows you to just take snippets and, and reorder them in any way. You name the mm. snippet and then you tell it which snippet to play at what time and then you can basically string together a song. And it, it, it's something I always missed in Pro Tools. So. Oh, so a
1: bit like song mode in a hardware sequencer?
2: Yes. Okay, Exactly. Gotcha. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Which is kind of what you've got in the um, arrange bit. Of of sketch, uh, it's, I mean, exactly. It's, it's something, I'd, something I something I I was quite into. is just that um I I loved it in um, structure when you could uh, drag and drop regions as they were then uh, in Pro Tools into structure, so you could do your sample editing in uh, in in Pro Tools, yeah. which is where I'd rather do it. And that's you can't. It's 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 nice to to be able to do that stuff all in house, and uh, just uh, you've got options now. So I mean, it's just kind of like you know. Um, uh committing something uh, on the track and then just about mm-hmm. sort of do I just did a track bounce actually and uh, and just pulling it straight in like that mm-hmm. it's, it's easy enough to do
3: yeah protocol no, sketch
1: yeah go on yeah sorry. i think it's
3: a good move um for them to to do that because it's obviously you know opening things up to a a different kind of uh potential customer really um
2: one, one that they really aren't very strong in serving which is a very smart move on their part.
3: Mm. It's
1: definitely something, they know, and um, and the, the really kind of, uh, um, the good thing in here is that uh, all tiers of Pro Tools get Sketch, including Intro. Yeah. So the free version yeah. has Sketch. That is, a, I won't say it's smart, it's necessary. You know, if mm. they had not done that, I'd be saying you really should have done that, you know, but that's yeah. in there. So, you know, mm.
3: there but go. it's also very enticing as well, because if you start using Sketch for free, Um, and then you realize the capabilities and you want to sort of record properly, then um, you you can potentially become a long-term Pro Tools customer. Mm, Definitely.
0: Achoria has a wide selection of software effects, including three compressors, three filters, three preamps, and three delays you'll actually use. The latest release, three delays you'll actually use, includes Delay Tape 201, Delay Memory Brigade, and the unique and experimental Delay Eternity. A bundle of selected effects called the Audio Fuse Creative Suite is included with all AudioFuse audio interfaces. Visit autoria.com to find out more on the effects you'll actually use.
1: Everybody's talking about DX Revive, so we need oh, to yeah. talk about that, don't we? I mean it's it's we do. there's there's not been many naysayers, really. <laughs> it's just been like, whoa, but um, uh, well, I mean, uh, Shay, you, you've 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 got this. Um yeah. You've used this now, so g- g- very quickly for anyone who hasn't heard about DX Revive, explain what it is. It's it's Accentize, we should say. Accentize exactly,
3: and it's a speech restoration plugin. Um, but unlike many others, it actually doesn't uh, just do sort of noise removal. It it restores the absent frequencies, which I think is an important point to to make because it sort of um, if you've got uh, for example Zoom recordings Skype recordings um, or even phone call recordings it will actually um, use I think it's stuff from other, a database that it has and it will recreate what a, a well a, a well recorded vocal should sound like and sort of uh, revive as the name suggests uh, the audio no matter how rubbishy it is basically <laughs>
1: yeah. and it's the effectiveness that's catching people out isn't it um steve you yes. have you have you tried this
2: i was on the beta team
1: so yes you're so, all over yes. that then okay yeah so.
2: for a, quite a while i actually used it on uh, i used it on the uh several projects while uh, while it was in beta and it's just it was a, a lifesaver in some cases
3: which projects did you um
2: so uh the feature film that i'm finishing up now it uh as we were talking before the podcast, a lot of the dialogue was really rough. And uh, (laughs) it saved the day. There's this one scene, I I call it the dumpster scene, where they're standing outside next to a dumpster in the rain, and uh, you could hear the rain hitting the boom. And it's just like, again, no ADR, so I had to go and save it. And it it was really um, just amazing. Uh, And uh, using it on the latest releases of uh Sennheiser's Pro Talk series, which will be coming out very soon. Uh DX revives all over that.
0: Mm.
2: So yeah, been um been really enjoying it. And it, like anything else, right? It's it's a tool in the toolbox and it's great to have if you do any sort of cleaning up or if you uh especially if you're mixing vocals that people are recording at home, mm. you need these tools. So it's it's definitely worth having in your Yeah.
1: There was uh, a a great example. Um I've uh, i've i've got it and i haven't Got round to installing it yet? Which is kind of like, oh come on, you know. But I've just I've had some stuff to do, so I wrote a piece about cool new plugins that I've had recently, and <laughs> I, that one isn't on there because I, the installer hasn't been unpacked yet. It's like, uh, but um I was talking to Luke, um, and he did uh, he did a great thing with uh, an interview that he did a while ago using the camera sound, and it is remarkable. I mean, I really hope it doesn't make people encourage people into thinking that it doesn't matter about capturing capturing stuff properly on location because that would be a great shame
3: i had this conversation with russ um on the podcast uh what was it a few weeks ago you went there julian but we were discussing um potentially could this uh, put studios out of business in the future
1: um you know who knows who knows but we've been talking about this kind of stuff for for a while but i mean yeah if you can get audio that's that good out mm. of um, a, a cheap rubbish mic, then why have a good mic? You know, there's that kind of mindset of yeah. you know, which I don't I don't subscribe to at all. But I can see why people would question it. I want to you cut know. corners?
3: So, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, it's also a question of you know, if if you're happy with something like that because you've never experienced a really good recording. Yeah. That's that's my that's my stance on that. It's once you experience it well done, all the cleanup in the world will never compare.
1: Easy is hard to compete with, though, isn't it?
2: Easy is hard to compete mm. with. And the reality is, um, especially production audio on set is at least in my experience, has gotten dirtier and dirtier.
1: This is through. I mean, I do think I do think that the that, that post people are gonna be kind of a little bit um uh, are, are going to be sort of slightly clenching <laughs> going, oh my God, what kind of terrible quality fixed up stuff are we going to be faced with? But, uh, yeah. but uh, you know, it's better than, I mean, the amount of hours that have been lost to people trying to salvage stuff that's just been done wrong by accident rather than through a lack of care, that for which there wasn't a, a convenient fix, you know? Yeah. It's like... No. Yeah, and
2: sometimes you just need it. Sometimes it's just everything you know, perfect storm. Everything went wrong, and Absolutely. this is what you have. And you
1: imagine somebody it. was on a somebody was on a podcast and forgot to hit record, and then we had to uh, put it together from the uh, from the online audio that we're sharing between us that you know can be a little bit squawky you know yeah yeah. so yeah no there's plenty of uses for this i think um i think we should move on to move on to something else steve come on yeah surely surely you've got some got some fancy plugins that you want to talk about because
2: i i do i do so um literally last week was released um from mixland they released a uh a recreation of a very expensive piece of hardware as a, as a plugin the Vac attack vacuum tube limiter which mm. gets the uh prize for the worst named plugin in history cuz <laughs> i actually saw it and i was like i don't know if i'm even going to try it because of the name but i did try it okay um, well i'm a songwriter uh, yeah, the yeah. words matter to me mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um it is uh it's really when you need a Vibe compressor that doesn't overdo it, it's it's really right there. It fits right in that slot. It's uh it has some tube gooiness without being too soft. It doesn't really you know how a lot of times um the two the the you know Veramu tube compressors, they they can get kind of soft on the low end. They're mm. not they don't they don't keep that focus. This doesn't have that uh, and what this does to a snare, on if you put this on a drum bus, oh, it's just a thing of beauty. Uh, it just it takes the fatness and just accentuates it without making it dull. I've so, heard
3: some examples and they do sound really, really nice.
2: Yeah, it's um, I've it's be, it's become my favorite um, drum bus compressor right now, and I, that's saying a lot because it's replaced my. My venerable eleven seventy six, which I thought nothing could beat on a drum bus.
3: Oh, really? What about vocals? Have you tried it?
2: I have tried it on vocals, and I've used it on a vocal bus on a on a mix where the vocals were just a tiny bit bitey. Mm. But I didn't want to just shelve off the top because, you know, sometimes if you have a, a have a, a EQ boost into something that's taming it, it kind of gives it a sheen that's different than just having the EQ boost alone. Uh huh. Uh, so it, it really works nicely. Um, I liked it on that, and I used it on an instrument bus, too, really nicely. Uh, I ended up resorting back to um, something a little less vibey for the instruments because it was just uh, with, you know, especially when you have guitar players, they already have all the vibe they need. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's it's a great little plug-in. There are a couple, I have noticed... Um, you hear the compression start before you see the meters move, so yeah, there is yeah, a yeah. little okay. little disconnect there. They do say they're fixing that. Uh, there's a 1.1 that they're testing right now, uh, but other than that, it's a solid plugin. It sounds great. It gives you some some vibe.
3: Isn't it based on a discontinued hardware? It is. Unit? It's based on a piece yeah.
2: of discontinued hardware that was very expensive.
3: Okay.
1: Um, it, I I mean, this does strike me as something that um uh. I mean, this, I'm seeing this on plugin lights. So I'm guessing it's uh, it's Brainworks, but uh, finding uh, esoteric bits of hardware that most people haven't heard of and making uh, cause that's I, their
2: thing, though, isn't it, it?
1: It does seem to be, you know, kind of uh, yeah, yeah. Because um, I've certainly never heard of this piece of hardware before. How does it? How does it? What happens if you push it hard? Does it? Does it fall apart? No, no. You
2: can uh, really, uh, really lay into it, and it's. Um... Okay. If, you know, and, and it gets the, I mean, you know, it compresses hard when you really push it hard, but it, it, it could be a cool thing.
3: Okay. It doesn't
2: fall apart. It does, you don't really get, you know how some, if you hit it too hard, it, it just splat all over the place mm-hmm. this one really I mean the one I'm that. thinking
1: of is i i I love the uh the, the capital mastering compressor. I just think it's fantastic, but if you take it too far, it gets a bit gets a bit mungy um yeah and you know I mean it's just like well don't hit it so hard, you know it's not what it's best at, and we talk about sweet spot all the time, but it's uh that's why I ask is just kind of like uh it's kind of like oh more 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 Oh, not that much
2: <laughs> right <laughs> so- well i i did i did just to play with it, I threw it on my two bus and i i had it hitting about, you know, 12 dB of production just to see what it would do on a whole mix. And, you know, other than being way too much, it it didn't fall apart.
1: Okay. Excellent. Okay. Well, that sounds very interesting. Mm.
0: The Production Expert Podcast is made possible using Source Connect Now from Source Elements, the free way to record high-quality audio over the internet. Need to record an interview or a podcast like this one remotely? With Source Connect Now, you can. Using a Chrome browser, you'll get ISDN-equivalent quality audio without the need to install any additional software. Register for your free account at now.source-elements.com.
1: Okay, um, Asher, tell us about Autobounce.
3: I mean, uh, Autobounce is a new piece of software from uh, someone called Tom Salter. I think uh, Steve, you know him? Yes, he lives close
2: by. We've worked together before.
3: Nice. Um, And it's basically an application that runs with Logic Pro and it allows you to automate the bouncing of stems and multitracks and and mixes, which is great. Um, You can set up key commands, you can create jobs within the application um, and just let it do its thing. So you can sort of select aux muting, you can mute the delays and reverbs for, for dry stems and just sort of walk away from the computer and have all of your mixes, all of your bounces, everything just completely done for you, which is Really, really handy. It kind of reminds me of Bounce Butler, which I haven't tried. I don't know if you've heard of Bounce Butler. Have you, Julian? Or?
1: No, no, no. I was going to say this reminds was, me of uh, of Andrew Sheps's. Uh, that's what um, I was going to say.
2: Bounce oh. Factory. The Bounce Factory from. Uh, Sheps. Yeah. Mm.
3: Does that work with um, Pro Tools as well?
1: Uh, that only works with Pro. Tools. Only with Pro
2: Tools. Uh, yeah.
3: I see. So Bounce Butler apparently works with Pro Tools, Logic, and Ableton. I can not know it with Pro Tools. Yeah, I think it does a similar thing, um, but it claims to use AI. I don't know how it uses AI, but... um, Interesting. Yeah, so I I think that's handy. I think it's a a big time saver if you're sort of a producer that sends off to mix engineers or remixers, that sort of thing. Maybe
1: it's... uh, uh, l- looking at the content and naming tracks, so that kind of thing, I can imagine AI could probably do a a job of of, of a lot of stuff. Um, mm. I'm sure, I'm, I mean, it's clearly clearly it's not difficult to get AI to figure out, you know, that a snare drum track's a snare drum track, but I don't know what had happened when he got onto sort of uh, less well-defined stuff. I, I don't know, I'm just speculating here, but... Mm. Right. Uh, yeah.
2: It would be nice if it could figure out all your groups for you and give you options. Do you want a, a you know, a, a drum stand? Do you want a... <laughs> This yeah. stem or that you know, if you want all your synths in one stem? you know, just that'd be a nice use of AI, I think. Yeah,
3: but when you think, Steve, uh, when you think about your sort of workflow, would this work? Would this save you a lot of time, or is that not something that you'd necessarily? Oh, yeah, I,
2: I use the um, the Sheps one in Pro Tools. Okay, uh, I do, I, and it does save me. Well, when you have deliverables and you need, you know, four or five different options, you could, you know, you could do one wait for it to finish, set up the next one. You know, it's, yeah, this saves a bunch of time. I could set up what I want, hit click, walk away and go grab lunch or something and then come back and yeah. all my deliverables are ready.
3: Absolutely. What about you, Julian? Would you would you use it or?
1: I mean, I haven't used any of these things. Um, My, uh, I, I suppose, it, it's like any of these things, if if doing it manually becomes a drain, then you look for a solution. And at the moment, I'm, hmm. I'm not really in that position, you know. I mean, I was... Uh, uh i have found a long winded way of doing a few things it's true uh but mm-hmm. i mean really what it is it's it's uh, it's a thing about um, checking just because what i have found in the past is that uh i mean the best example of a tool that that i i like to do as manually as possible to save myself because i'd i'd rather only do it once and not fix mistakes is uh is beat detective Right. No, no, I mean, Steve, you you must have spent yeah. a bit of time in beat detective, um, a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and basically, you know, it's 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 very easy to get nonsense results if you try to go too quickly. Um, and it's yes. it's kind of it's kind of that sort of thing with me. But yeah, I mean, if you've got a lot of deliverables, yeah, thankfully that's 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 not really my world these days, so that's mm. okay. Yeah. But yeah, I I did a podcast with Andrew about Bounce Factory, and yeah, that's some very clever stuff. So if this does that for uh, for, for logic for, then great yeah. you know
3: yeah and they've they've got an intro price which is two hundred i think it's two hundred pounds um mm. and then it will go up to three hundred, but I think that's great for, for a, a perpetual license so um if if it's if
1: it's saving you time then it's worth it yeah, and yeah. this
2: yeah absolutely
1: okay so um on to well, staying with practical software um uh, Nugen a b assist um Michelle, tell us uh, what, what have you found here
3: so if you have, uh, a lot of us get ear fatigue and then we have sort of two different masters, two different mix revisions that maybe we need to choose between. And um, this just basically allows you to, to put the two together and audition them and, and check which one you, you prefer. But it has an extra feature, which is quite cool, which is a random mode. So it's basically a, a blind test. So you don't know which one you're listening to, which is handy. Um, so it's, it's completely, you know, removes all uh, bias from the equation, I think
1: that, I think that's referred to as double blind.
3: Double um, blind.
1: So that, uh, yeah, because uh, yeah. if the if the even you don't know which one it
3: is. Yeah, I mean, mm. uh, th-
1: the software the software knows, but the software isn't influenced. But if it we're a human person presenting that, you know, do you like mix A or mix B? You know, that's yeah. that's the yeah. effect of yeah. the test. Okay, and I mean, AB assist been around been around for a little while, but as I understand it, it's now ABCD assist. Is exactly. That right? Yeah. Uh, what, what does that mean?
3: It basically means that you can audition more than two tracks together. So up to four tracks, which is really handy because often we can do sort of various different mixes and uh, want to choose between uh, more than two. That tends to happen quite a lot.
1: Excellent. I wonder which bloody minded person who, who, who really wants to be right is going to put uh, is, is going to double up on those so that you've got uh, A three times and B and then <laughs> <laughs> catch up people going i really like a but b's terrible i think it's the same thing
3: yeah uh, <laughs> i'm sure some some smart ass will do
1: it i mean i, I hate to claim that one for myself but it would be me to be honest anyway <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, done, we're running a little bit long to be honest but so uh, um yeah i mean uh new a b assist anything like that that helps you helps you make more objective decisions rather than going with your personal prejudices of of which we all have many um can only be a good thing um yeah it's been an interesting month but we should probably move along to final of the week
0: rspe audio solutions design sell and install professional audio and video equipment their team are available by phone live chat or email to receive and process orders they have everything you need to build or upgrade your home studio to ensure you can continue to work from home, if there is anything they can do to help, reach out or shop online at rspeaudio.com.
3: Steve, what's your find of the week?
2: So my find of the week is the Sontek MES EQ with the
1: 439 D9D. That's uh, a long name. Snappy name. It's a snappy <laughs> name. I
2: mean. <laughs> Man, <laughs> they paid millions to a marketing team to come up with that. <laughs> uh, it's um, yeah, not, again, not a great name, but it tells you it tells you everything you need to know. So it is a recreation, a plug-in recreation of the mythical at this point SonTech mastering EQ.
3: And this was uh, this, actually designed by Burgess. Th- McMure, this is actually
2: right? uh, this has been um, given full approval and testing by Burgess himself. Uh, it even includes some of the same. Uh, say, I don't know if you've ever seen the the original manual where he starts off you know if you don't know uh, what an EQ is you've probably made a poor purchase thank you for <laughs> your money uh, and that's still in the manual so okay. he, his sense of humor comes through but this yeah. is um, so this was um, Burgess Make Believe Studios and Metric Halo Metric Halo actually did the um, the modeling and the programming of this and uh it is, it is a super sweet sounding EQ. It's uh, as with most mastering EQs, you, you hard to be heavy-handed with it. Yeah. Uh, but um, even just putting it in, leaving everything flat, it does something to the sound. It just it just so makes things. So it's just things...
3: the circuitry that.
2: Yeah, they they modeled the circuitry, uh, and they actually have options within it where you can have uh, you can turn off all that analog modeling. Uh, leave it on the way it is from the hardware or there's a a third option which is sort of boosted a little bit which uh, might be a little bit too much for my taste but uh, certainly if you want to really get some analog mojo all over it that's the way to go
3: Mm. i'm just seeing on the on the site actually i think there's only one review which is from burgess himself which basically says i approve of this
2: yes (laughs) yeah
3: that's kind of funny
2: it, it it's it's wonderful um a bunch of us um uh you know engineer geeks we've been discussing it over on another forum where we're all just very very uh blown away some people have actually just taken it and done the same things on their hardware version just to see how close it is and it's you know the the word is it's pretty much dead on to the hardware wow It's a wonderful piece. I mean, if you are looking for something like that, it's certainly worth it. And um, how much I like the fact it was uh, right now, it is one ninety nine. It's going to go up to two ninety nine net, I think, in another week or so. So you could still get a deal on it. Um, It's uh, so it's. Yeah. If you're looking for something like that, it's great. It's been living on my on my two bus since i got it and i just love it and it i should mention it also you can kick it in into um mid mode too like a oh, nice proper mastering eq which really can uh help a lot if you're just trying to add a tiny bit of
1: space it's nice very
2: nice
3: mm, fantastic uh julian what do you think of it um what are, i mean i don't
1: know a great deal about it i mean as i understand it that S-Sontech was i mean one of the things about it was that it was it was part of that first generation of parametrics I suppose with the um, with the the Massenburg one. one yeah um I don't, I, I don't actually know what the connection is between that and and uh, the Maslek EQ that, that kind of looks so similar. I don't know if that's, uh, if, if that's uh, um, just a cosmetic link or what. I mean, surely it can't be because they do look extremely similar. But yeah, I mean, a good quality, um, you know, uh, um, lovely mastering EQ is a lovely thing, of course. Mm. And, you know, uh, people who have a choice of gear, tend to use nice things like that so i'll go with their opinion but this particular thing i haven't tried it don't know i'm sure it's lovely
3: Mm. what's your find of the week julian
1: oh mine um right so uh key makers of the extremely nice key three um uh, very clever tech loaded monitor um they have released a a new kind of like mini version the key seven uh, which is is very much a cut down version it's got fewer drivers i'm not quite sure how they managed to get cardioids full range cardioid response out of uh out of fewer drivers but they, they appear to do that i haven't actually seen a picture of the back of it actually so maybe i'm maybe i'm i'm not correct in that but it's it's a three-way monitor that will sound fantastic and um <laughs> um hopefully uh, it's uh well I, I mean i don't know hopefully somebody's going to have pockets deep enough to build an atmos install out of them because that'd be a remarkable thing it really would um it won't be cheap i haven't specifically checked the price because it's not something that's going to trouble me anytime soon but uh, <laughs> i've spent a lot of time listening to uh, listening to keys i mean mostly russie's because he's got a pair and they are remarkable monitors they really are so um a smaller more accessible version as long as it's not compromising on the quality which i'm sure it isn't would be a wonderful thing i'm sure Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, Asher, uh, what about you? What's yours?
3: Um, have you seen the new Encounters docuseries from uh, Spielberg's uh, production company?
1: No. Amblin.
3: No. It's on Netflix, and it's basically... Um, so all of those... You, do you remember those? Well, I don't suppose you remember. But have you seen the um, documentaries about the mass sort of UFO, UFO sightings over the last kind of 50 years, like the big ones?
2: I've heard of them, yes. yes. Yeah.
3: And so basically what um, Amblin have done is sort of taken uh, the witness testimonies and done some reconstructions, really, really good production value, and they've put it all together and it just works really, really seamlessly. The color grading's great, the costumes, everything just, it's a really relaxing kind of watch. Even if you're not into UFOs, I think it's just really, the way it sort of uh, pieces together, I think it's is really well done.
2: Nice. Well, Spielberg, right? So. Yeah, yeah
3: exactly it makes you really sort of appreciate a good production basically versus sort of um it's nice to watch documentaries but they they tend to tire me you know whereas this sort of it it just integrates really well yes yeah
2: documentaries tend to inhabit the uh lower level of the production
3: yeah whereas this feels kind of like a you're watching a movie you know yeah it's very relaxing.
1: Nice. I have to check that out.
3: Julian, are you into uh, UFOs, that sort of thing, or not particularly?
1: I tell you what. I mean, I, I'm 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 extremely, extremely uh, uh, skeptical about uh, anyone, uh, anybody uh, claiming to have had an encounter. But I I, I love a good yarn. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm up for that. Just the, the fact that the fact that I'm, I might go into this kind of like a less credible end of, of YouTube occasionally and find out what somebody reckons happened at Roswell doesn't necessarily mean that I think that uh, <laughs> grey aliens <laughs> are spiriting people away. But it, some, of, some of it makes quite good stories. So, yeah, I don't yeah. mind that at all. Um, you can you can enjoy something Absolutely. without necessarily believing yeah. it. Absolutely. That <laughs> Excellent. Um, that's all we've got time for this week. Um, thank you to share and Steve. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Production Expert Podcast.